Hey everybody, it's Justin with B2B Vault, the payment technology podcast with your host, Alan Kopelman, and we'll be providing educational information about business payments, fintech or financial technology, decentralized finance, and the technology businesses need in today's world. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about interchange and it's going up. How will it affect your merchant account and all that other good stuff? So here you go, Alan. Thank you, Justin. So today's podcast, Interchange, and what's going on with Interchange, and how is this going to affect your merchant account? A lot of business owners, they're not even aware of Interchange, but we're going to say, you know, what is Interchange? Interchange are the fees that Visa, MasterCard, American Express, Discover, that they charge everybody. Doesn't matter if you do 100 bucks a month. We do a hundred million a month. There's interchange. Now there's different categories of interchange. It's very complicated. I've told people like, you want to know what interchange is? Put it in Google Visa interchange. They call it interchange reimbursement fees. I think it's kind of funny. Mm -hmm. And Mastercard, and you know, and they have pages and pages and pages. Visas is very complicated. Mastercard not so complicated. American Express is um, somewhat complicated also because they have different level. There's all kinds of like different levels, what they consider a big business, what they consider a small business. And then there's different um, SIC codes attached, you know, for different businesses that get special rates and special consideration, you know, which we have like on our website. If you go to MPSBank.com, you look at emerging markets. And you'll see like the markets that get special consideration from Visa and MasterCard. But there's many, 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 many have different categories and things like that. And we're going to talk about that. And every year, um, Visa and MasterCard, every April and October, they always make little changes, little tweaks to the interchange. So they reclassify things. They add things. They put a couple of basis points here and a couple basis points there. But over the last two years, they didn't really make any adjustments. They said, oh, we're going to raise interchange, but they didn't do it during the pandemic. It was so nice. Yeah. And the other thing that got delayed during the pandemic was the switch over of EMV on gas stations. And now that's done. That's the, the date's already gone past. So now, um, there, you know, uh, gas stations aren't protected anymore. So there's a thing called the fallback rule. So the fallback rule is, let's say you're a retail store okay. and the EMV went in in 2000, October 2015 was the EMV. So after that, if you swiped a card versus using the chip and somebody disputed the charge or that person's bank disputed the charge, um, there's was no way to fight it. You just lost the charge back. Really? Yeah, and there's still merchants out there. I mean, I would say the EMV adoption rate is in the ninety percent, you know, ninety percent range. But there's a lot of people that have old legacy point of sale systems, and they didn't want to put credit card machines on the side, or maybe they're in like a doctor's office, and they go, well, you know, people aren't going to charge back the doctor's office. And they just go, well, upgrading my point of sale or my software might cost me 10, 20 grand. And maybe I get one or two chargebacks a year or a month. And, 
maybe it's a minor amount of right. money and it's not they don't want to switch so you know but now like gas stations they're gonna get it so you go to a gas station and they got a swipe versus an emv now the newer gas stations all started putting in emv you know after right. 2015 someone built a brand new gas station not going to put old stuff but older gas stations um now need to get like uh retrofits mm. you know they either need to buy a whole new system or you got to go to a company and we have we have we actually have a partnership with somebody that does retrofits but we didn't do a we're not doing a podcast on that but you know the fallback rule is going to affect gas stations now because if they have swipers on the pumps and somebody does a chargeback says to their bank, I don't remember going there or whatever. And you know, it's so easy to do a chargeback now on your credit card. You just go to your credit card website, hit dispute, boom, it's done. Mm -hmm. Well, they're going to lose automatically. People are going to get a ton of free gas. Now, I don't see, we don't have um, a ton of unbranded gas in, in Florida because Florida made people dig up the the, the the gas tanks and put concrete bunkers in because gas might be leaking into the water table so years and years ago so that a lot of you know independent gas stations kind of went away in right. florida because people couldn't afford to do that right. it was a huge expense so people sold their gas stations to the big boys mm. so you don't hardly see just like you know the mom bob the yeah. mom and pop gas station but in other states that still exists because especially you go to a rural area mm -hmm. you're going to see a mom and pop gas station right well they need to go get retrofits because otherwise they're going to have a ton of chargebacks right so you know so the last two years all that stuff was put on hold well that's the, the now when you say like retrofits you mean for the pumps like the ones where you just yeah the pumps slide in and out real quick yeah so they have so now there's like a company that made they are such a pain in the neck so i'm i'll be grateful for when those things are no longer existing what do you mean the swiper yeah no you know like when you got to stick your card in there and you got to pull it out real fast yeah that's what i'm talking about that's a swipe now when you have an emv you stick it in you leave it there for right. a minute then they tell or you to when tap. to remove it yeah or you tap on it so now those gas stations need to get retrofits. So right. there's a couple companies offering it. We working with somebody where we're a consultant for them. And, and they even offer this one company offers financing. So you have a gas station, you got to do like 10 pumps. You might not have the money. You know, you might look at the bill two ways, right? So two ways you would look at it is how much is it going to cost me to replace everything, all my pumps right, and your whole system. Could be an insurmountable amount of money, but you could get a retrofits put on there for a lot less money for probably like 30%. So, you know, and the other thing is, you know, some of the rates are going up, you know, do we expect this to impact businesses like on a big, like you're going to see your rate, your, your costs go up double. No, but there's going to be small increases in certain areas due to reclassification. So a few basis points. And, you know, businesses every day, I get the same question. Is it time for me to consider surcharge or cash discount? A lot of businesses are switching, even our existing clients are switching over to the cash discount or the surcharge model or a model where they're passing, let's say, 2% to their customers. They've got to, you know, the, the, the inflation is just outpacing 
what how much money they can charge in their business. Mm. So it just depends on your business if you can do it. I mean, I see prices in restaurants going through the roof. We discussed it on a couple of previous podcasts right. about how prices are going up because inflation is just outpacing what can be done. So I would tell you, like, when we're signing up people for merchant services now, I, I, I would say you 70 to 80 percent, so seven or eight out of 10 people going for cash discount or surcharge. Nice. Yeah, you have to do it. Now, here's an unusual story that's been in the news now for a couple of weeks. I keep searching every day to see, like, if there's some clarity as to what this is all about. Visa says... They're going to lower credit card, what they call swipe, or the EMV fees for online. So online mean, meaning websites and in-store transactions by 10% for small businesses starting in April. Now, what it, they're basically saying it's for businesses that do 250000 I'm assuming, a year, which would be around twenty dollars to $21,000 a month. However... You know, 10% of interchange, that's a joke. That's a couple of basis points. So I don't really think that that's like a big impact thing. And, and we'll get into how we I think Visa could impact small businesses. But the move, you know, this, you know, this move comes because the pandemic is continues to accelerate a shift to digital payments. You know, another thing we read about, which I didn't really put in the podcast, is this, you know, there's a lot of talk about this central bank digital currency thing. But mm -hmm. I think that anytime you have the government making a product, <laughs> it's not going to happen so fast. Right. I mean, if they went to Elon Musk and said, make a digital dollar, he would make it in a couple of months. I'm sure. The government's going to take years. So I don't look for that to be impactful at all. And... Visa is one of the largest payment companies and MasterCard, you know, they're benefiting from all this increased, um, increased um, shopping using credit cards. I mean, there's, you know, I think a lot of businesses have gone back to taking cash, but during I the mean, pandemic, during the pandemic, for sure. Yeah. A lot Dude. of places didn't take cash at all. Yeah. So, but I think, you know, cash is still there. I mean, let me tell you, we have ATMs. We see cash being spent. So cash, people taking cash out of the ATMs. And I don't think cash is going away. The digital payment space, though, is becoming very crowded with buy now, pay later alternatives. I think we're going to see banks start starting to offer their own buy now, pay later solutions. You know, Visa and MasterCard is starting to endorse it. But Visa and MasterCard also seeing some uh, decrease because people are using things like Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, Zelle, um, you know, other kinds of like wallet things. You also hear about, you know, Apple and and uh, and okay. Android um, and, 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 and I guess, I don't know what, Apple and the Android coming out with this touch thing to the phone so you can touch the oh, phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but it's only EMV. So it's only, you know, either wallet. So someone can use, because we're actually having a meeting with somebody later this week where you could take like your wallet on your phone and put it up to their phone. Or you could take uh, your EMV card and do a tap and pay onto the phone. Now, I don't have an Android phone because it's coming out first on Android. Android, but this is through an app. Right. So, you know, I'm going to go out and 
try to look on some website by a secondhand Android phone. Mm-hmm. So See I can test. Goes. Well, we got to test it out. We're the payment technology podcast. We got to right. test it out. See definitely how it's going to work. So there's definitely a lot going on in the in the space. So the, those companies that we were just talking about, the Venmos, the Zells, and all that, they're going to start sending 1099k. So people who have a merchant account know that you get a 1099k from your credit card processor. Also, the crypto companies have, I think, till 2023 or 2024 to start issuing 1099Ks on business transactions. Some probably might start sooner. So Visa... Real quick, on the fee thing, did you hear about uh, Coinbase? And there was like a a hidden fee? Yeah, and there's a big lawsuit. Yeah, there's a big lawsuit against Coinbase saying that Coinbase had like a 2% fee in transactions from a few years. And also Coinbase made a move where now, let's say you're a big trader, you can sign up for something called Coinbase One. You pay like a monthly fee and it cuts down on some of the fees you pay for trading. So if you're a heavy trader, but they're not, they're only testing it out. I did get it in my account. That doesn't sound legal. What? That they that hit a fee? Like inside trading. What, that they hit a fee? No. Oh, that they have a one-time, a, a monthly fee? Yeah. Like, well, it's like a subscription. You're going to pay like... like an insider thing? Like, what do you get with that? Oh, so you get reduced fees by paying the 20 bucks a month to Coinbase. Now, I'm a so Coinbase... How are you saving any money? Well, you are. If you're a big well, trader... I guess, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, if you're a big trader, you're going to save because you're going to get discounts on your trades. I probably got invited because I was an early adopter of Coinbase. Right. So I got Coinbase like a really long time ago. I've been on Coinbase for, I don't know, since it's been out five, six, seven years from its inception. I was probably one of the first customers because cool. before that, you had to use some like funky wallets that were located outside the United States. Oh, for your crypto? Yeah, for your crypto. There was in a United States wallet, and a lot of those wallets went down. I mean, everybody, you can read stories about how some of those wallets got robbed. Yeah, but well, let's not, we'll jump down. Yeah, we're not, that's just crypto. too much stuff, but, yeah. you know. But I, there, guess, well, I just wanted to see if you, have you heard about that. I meant to talk yeah. to you about it. Oh, yeah, thing. Coinbase involved in a big lawsuit. I got letters from lawyers and <clears> blah, 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 and you had to go download documents and send it to the lawyer who knows but now you see coinbase come out with that so they're fighting back you know so the so you know visa saying you know that the interchange fees you know debit you know this they're gonna have this 10 percent cut to the small merchants it's going to be very minor a couple of basis points because one percent ten percent is one basis point on one percent so this is like nothing and visa said the cut affects 90 percent of businesses now i don't believe that that's you know because when you look at that and they say it affects 90 percent of businesses the problem with that is a lot of the smaller businesses in the u.s they're using paypal they're using square they're using stripe so they're on a flat fee model so that's just creating more profit for those companies and Visa does have stock in probably a few of those companies. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I think Visa definitely has a piece of I know that they own a piece of Square for sure. That I do know. But I'm just saying, so that's not going to really help the merchants. The impact on that is, is going to be very, very, very minor. 
because even like a small business and your e-commerce, okay, majority of those small businesses, they're using Shopify. So they're on a flat fee model. You're going to see, do you think we're going to see Shopify, Square, Stripe, and PayPal all lower their flat fee because of this? No, we're not going to see that. It's going to go up. No, in fact, PayPal raised their rates, yeah. Square raised their rates, and so did Stripe. I'm definitely... Uh... So I'm, I'm I just I'm don't done see, with PayPal business. No, no. So I just see like this as a visa sent, putting this out there. Right. And it's in Bennett Reuters and a few other places, you know, and a few things, you know, they're putting putting it out there. Right. And it's like a PR move. Oh, we raised interchange, but now we're helping small businesses. So I think like it's more of a PR thing than actual help. Well, so yeah, like you said, you didn't even say if it was. Yeah, two fifty a month or two hundred fifty thousand a month as a small business, or two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year as a small business. So it's not really they didn't I really mean, come out and say what fifty grand a month doesn't sound like a small business to me though. No, but I'm just saying they didn't come out and say what yeah. the threshold is and right. how are they going to measure that threshold? Are they going to measure it in any twelve month period? Are they going to you know Visa has their own way to do things. So right. Yeah. So the interchange increase, you know, many consumer credit card purchases, according to the everything that I read online, there's been a few articles about it, a few releases from Visa. And it said Visa spokesman said merchants can avoid higher fees if certain transaction data and use its token service that masks credit card numbers. I don't I don't understand what that's supposed to be unless they're gonna say that there's gonna be um new tokenization rules that they're coming out with that nobody knows about and they're going to say and the only thing i can think that applies to is like the emv you know that that they're going to punish merchants with higher interchange that are not using emv so it doesn't make a lot of sense mastercard is also increasing more than a dozen in purchase in-store purchase categories According to the documents that I read, small and mid-sized grocery stores, or they refer to as supermarkets, are going to pay higher interchange fees on most rewards cards. And probably, you know, there's business cards and, you know, this this kind of things that there's going to be little little tweaks, you know, to those card programs. Rocky doesn't like that either. Yeah, no, I don't want to see any more retail fees at the grocery store. Well, no, it's just, you know, it's expensive the, enough. Yeah, the grocery store, the prices are going through the roof in the grocery store. People are spending 20, 30% more, right? And now they're going to raise the interchange in the grocery stores. And the grocery store is going to get hit with another price increase on their thing. To now, feed my family of four, it costs me about 100 bucks a day. It's, no, but I'm saying it's kind of crazy the, what's going on in the grocery store, but everything affects... Not a day, but I'm saying like... No, no, but it, everything affects like prices. The interchange fees, gasoline, which I think is the biggest driver of, you know, price increases going on right now. It's just gas, gas wage, wage increases, and just, you know, everything. The cost, the cost of gas goes up, the cost of everything goes up. That's just basic economic 101 i've talked about it many many times and you know 
there's, you know, is there going to be lower the interchange? Is there going to be lower fees for merchants using EMV? We haven't seen anything like that. Will there be merchants getting lower rates who are using 3D Secure on their websites? We haven't read anything about that. Although there's been some weird stuff going on with the 3D Secure, like, oh, this gateway it doesn't work on and all the 3d secure companies and the gateways are trying to um they have to raise their level of the change their 3d secure thing around to really yeah it's, it's kind of crazy i don't understand why you know like we haven't adopted what's going on in europe and i asked somebody from one of the car brands like why aren't we doing what europe does with not so when in europe when you do a non-card present transaction and if you bought anything from shopify you've seen this because shopify uses it too so you register they have your email address then they always get your phone number and when you go to do a transaction on a shopify site it sends you a text message and then you got to put it into the computer or your phone, like wherever. a two-step verification. Thing right. Do. Yeah, a two-step verification. I don't know why the United States hasn't moved towards that. And the answer I got from the person at the card brand was, "This is old technology." Okay, it might be old, but it's better than what we have now because right now we have nothing. So sending an SS SMS text message to see if you're making a purchase of seven hundred dollars on Gucci. Rocky, calm down. I know you don't like that either. Are you serious? Yeah, they said it's old technology. So what? There's nothing else in place to stop that. No, well, they they don't have anything. That's the problem. That's what I said. That was a I just answer. La I just laugh when they say stuff like that to me. I go, come on, wow. like, like, what are you guys kidding me? Oh, I believe me, I would love to get like someone from a card brands on the show and and ask them about some of this some of this some of this stuff so but there yeah the answer was it's old technology but you know some you know safety has to begin somewhere huh you should have said did you send a text today well look at emv emv we got it in 2000 send a text today i know that <laughs> but i'm saying like emv we started in this country 2015 it was in europe already for years right so it's called Euro, Euro MasterCard Visa. So they already had it there for a long time before we got it. So I'm saying, and now they've had the text message thing. I mean, it's on Shopify. They say the internet is a lot cleaner out there too, like for kids and stuff like that. Like well, yeah, well, they have easier. different controls. Yeah. Because, yeah, because there's, first of all, there's less companies like supplying the internet. Right. There's less banks supplying credit cards. You know, just like in Canada, I told, I was telling somebody, I go, you know, there's like only six or seven banks in Canada that offer credit cards. In the United States, there's thousands of banks. That's that's ridiculous. Well, I'm just saying, it's just two different landscapes. And it's the same thing in Europe, too. And, you know, and, and as we get close, you know, we're going to touch on this interchange thing a lot more in some other podcasts. And probably, you know, when we get to April... You know, I'm sure there'd be like a really well, good April. announcement. I know it's April now, like, but they haven't really made like the official blah, blah, blah. It's not, it's not like out there. Like they what did said, they, they haven't said it by April 15th or whatever. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. That's when it usually comes out, like the middle of April and they will be like. When the taxes do. Huh? April 15th. I thought they pushed it back again. I don't know. I'm, I have to go look. All right, so All right, let's yeah. get into more stuff. Well, real quick, a little advertising for ourselves. 
shameless self promo, as my brothers would say back home. Um, anyway, you can catch us uh, B2B Vault on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, Google, iHeart, Stitcher, Pandora, Amazon. Amazon, the list goes on and on. Where you listen to or stream music, you could probably listen to the podcast. Okay. Um, check out b2bvault.info for uh, check to catch up on past episodes. Um, there's a couple forms on there where you can uh, contact Alan to book appointment to speak with him. Or if you have any uh, suggestions for the show or questions or you'd like uh, sponsorship opportunities, there's also a form for that. Um, check us out on the social medias. B2B Vault, at B2B Vault, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and what's the other one? TikTok. We got to put the TikTok. We got to put the TikTok icon on there so I don't forget about uh, Alan's wild and crazy shenanigans on TikTok with Rocky, the mascot. Anyway, back to you, Alan. Oh, real quick. We'd like to thank our sponsors, NPS Bank, NPS Printer. The Payment Advisory Board, and there's one more. Nationwide. Oh, yeah, Nationwide Payment Systems. How can I forget? Bread and butter. Hey, back to you, Alan. <laughs> All right. So if I want to just say this is just from me, okay? My my opinion, okay? Instead of Visa coming out with this 10% reduction of interchange to small businesses, I think Visa should put small ticket interchange right to your Congress people. Tell them, say, forget this Durban Amendment from 2010. Forget that. Tell them you want Visa and MasterCard to put back small ticket interchange into the mix and get rid of, and forget the, and forget this BS what's going on there. Small ticket interchange going back. This will help tons and tons, a lot more merchants than what they're talking about. Okay, a small ticket interchange merchants whose average sales under $14 since 2010, those merchants have seen their interchange fees go from like 2.25 to two from 2.25 to two and a half percent to seven or eight percent. Wow. Yeah, because before now they pay 0 0.05 and 22 cents on these debit cards. And before that, they paid like. 1.5 or 1.7 and a nickel. Well, that's a lot less than this 0 0.05 and 22 cents. The 22 cents is just a killer on. Yeah, I mean, 22 cents on it. That's a lot. Yeah, man. right. So you have a lot of merchants have these coffee shops and small businesses. And, and prior to 2010, there was a big push by Visa to get into all these fast food places and all that. And I can tell you, like, I, you know, and we've talked about, you know, fast, casual restaurants. But, you know, you still have a lot of merchants where it's small convenience stores and things like that. And their average ticket is very low. And with the pandemic, you know, they're pushing more and more payments into the, you know, of using credit card into those businesses. Right. And the small ticket interchange would help those businesses get lower fees a lot more than this BS 10% thing. Right. The small ticket interchange would give, would give um, businesses, retail businesses, uh, a big, big relief. 
does. Sounds okay. like big, it. big relief. It would be a huge relief. I mean, so a that's nickel, just, going from 22 cents back to a nickel, that's 17 cents right there. Right, transaction. per transaction. Yeah. And that's percentages because it's on a small amount of money. Right. On a big ticket, it doesn't matter. On right. a big ticket, $100, it doesn't matter. It's not a big difference, right? Mm -hmm. But when you're selling something for ten bucks, it's a huge difference. Yeah, not even. I mean, just like you said, a coffee shop. You know what's a coffee three? Yeah, instead of like instead of like seven or eight cents of interchange, now they're dealing with like thirty, like twenty four cents of interchange. That's crazy. Yeah, so it's 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 crazy. It's like four times the amount of money. Visa, Mastercard, put back small ticket interchange for small businesses. And I have in the past contacted Congress people to discuss that with them. I got nowhere. I prepared a presentation, sent it to them, sent it to people at MasterCard, got nowhere. Now, here's some other stuff that's been going around. We're not sure if this is a rumor or not, but I can say one thing about this is that the rule about tipping has been around since I've been in this business, 1998, started Nationwide Payment Systems in 2001, and this tipping rule has been around since then. So this is nothing new as far as that goes. But now I'm hearing that they might assess some interchange increases on that, which is really? kind of crazy. Yeah, so if someone, because Visa and MasterCard and American Express have been really pushing, you know, tip at the time of the sale. So that means they want you to bring like a device to the table, you know, ring up the, you know, has already like your food is 50 bucks. Then you put the tip on and then it's one transaction. The, you know, the amount of the, of the met, you know, your, what you're charging mm -hmm. plus your tip. And then the whole amount is authorized. So let's just say your food was 50 bucks and then you put a $10 tip. So now there's one authorization for 60 bucks. Right. Right. Or let's say you really like the waiter, you want to give them 50 bucks, but now you're exceeded the 20% tip. And there's been a lot of talks in some of the Facebook groups that I'm in and on some and some other forums about that a, a lot of restaurants are getting, you know, people are leaving big tips, right? And then they're getting chargebacks on them. So that's kind of crazy. And then now there was some, I don't know. I looked everywhere, read everywhere, but who knows, you know, how they're going to reclassify that to a, um, to, to, to a non-qualified transaction, hmm. but they've been pushing. Uh, I tell every bar restaurant that I work with, I'm like, listen, if your software is not set up for you to enter the tip, print the slip off of your point of sale, add a tip line on there. Give it to the customer, let them write it in, then have the waiter go and ring it up and put the tip in at the time of the sale just to avoid, especially in bars. Like we've been telling bars, like do tip at the time of the sale for the last 10 years. Okay. Because people typically leave larger tips. And now with the economy messed up, people feel bad for the waiters leaving bigger tips. Right. You know, so that's just something that, you know, that, that people need to take account for and figure out how to do tip at the time of the sale. I mean, it's, it's only going to be inevitable where the card brands are going to punish people who are not doing that. I mean, it makes sense to me. Like I've always been worried about when, 
you know, like say you, you're not really happy or you forget to put the zero in above the tip. You know, it's like one of those things that's just. Right, or they put it in wrong. Right, right, right. Right, but I'm just saying it's safer, safer for the customer. The car I doesn't agree. leave your site and and all that. No, so, I like the when it, you know, like when you go to a restaurant and they're like making you take your ticket to the counter now. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed that. Yeah, a lot of places. Do that. Well, that's only because they, they have less waiters, so they have like a cashier at a right. lot of places. There you go. That makes sense. I didn't even think of that. But Well, so they're doing they, that also. they're like when you check out, you don't even, ha- you know, you just put the 10, 15, 20% most right. of the time, depending on their system. Yeah, or they'll using. ask you, oh, how much tip do you want to leave? Right. I know I go to his diner and they're like, oh, how, how much tip do you want? Right. You'll tell them and they'll put it in there. So that's just the thing. And, you know, with interchange going up, is it time to consider cash discount or surcharging, rising prices, gas is going up, inflation? It's, you know, these are programs that businesses should consider, you know, cash discount and surcharge. We just did a, a whole podcast on that. You can go back and listen to it. But, you know, these well, are things. Plus, talk about cash discount real quick. Just. Yeah, well, cash discount, that's where merchants add a small fee and surcharge is the same way where merchants add a small fee, just like gas stations do, a small fee, and then the business doesn't pay the fees. That's a good way to offset your costs, and I think customers are more open to it now than ever. Right. And not going to punish the business or say, oh, you're being a cheapskate. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, so now might be the time to do it. And surcharge? Surcharge is similar, but except where it concerns debit cards. You, it doesn't attach a thing to debit cards, but I think that when you talk about cash discount versus surcharge, surcharge should be used with more like business-to-business okay. kind of businesses, and cash discount should be used in retail and restaurant because probably 40 to 50% of transactions taking place in retail, the restaurant, especially if they're under a hundred are being used with uh, debit cards or check cards, which are branded cards, but attached to a bank account. Nice. So just something to consider, you know, in conclusion of this interchange is going up. We can't stop it today. Justin want to tell the, uh, our, our listeners about a special offer. Oh yeah. So, Alan put together a really in- informative ebook. Um, learn how to pay zero from uh, and other, learn how to pay zero or how to save more money on your merchant services. Um, you can head over to payzero.info, download the ebook, and uh, hit the free. ground running. It's free. So go get your learn on. Anyway. That's it for the show. Yep, that's it. That's it. We're out. B2B Vault. Follow us on social, at B2B Vault. We're everywhere. Listen to the podcast or watch us on YouTube. And we look forward to providing businesses with educational information. If you're a merchant, share this with your friends. If you're a merchant and you own a business and you'd like to learn about payment technology, this is the podcast for you, B2B Vault. Carpe diem. We're out.